Welcome to the ParkCast series, episode 48, part two. Developmental assets of children and youth aged 10 and over, external assets. ParkCast series brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting reviews from the Particle Archive. This particle will focus on the external assets of school-aged children and youth, organized around four major categories, support, empowerment, boundaries and expectations, and constructive use of time. Promoting children and youth's ability to overcome challenges is an important component of service provision for children living in out-of-home care. The developmental assets assessed in the Activities in Action Record, AAR, in Ontario were developed in order to track how well youth in care are reaching key developmental areas. The more developmental assets a youth has, the better they are able to overcome challenges in their life. External assets center on the relationships that youth have with their caregivers, other adults, peers, and community organizations. These assets are organized into four major categories, support, empowerment, boundaries and expectations, and constructive use of time. The following sections will outline the specific developmental assets within each of these categories and how caregivers and workers can promote the development of these assets in school-aged children and youth. Support. Youth are able to develop best when the adults in their lives provide them with support at home, at school, and in the neighborhood or community. Family support. Family support entails consistently providing youth with love, attention, and support consistent with their rapidly changing emotional, physical, and social needs. Family support is critical for the development of youth as they become more independent. Unpredictable or inconsistent support is associated with antisocial behavior in youth. Consistent family support can actually make up for and protect youth from the harmful effects of stressors such as community violence. What caregivers can do. Offer affection and support without expecting anything in return. Ensure that the type of affection offered corresponds to the youth's need. If a youth is uncomfortable with hugs, consider alternatives such as a pat on the shoulder or a special note. Spend time with the youth individually. Avoid letting anything else take precedence on one-to-one -one time to ensure that the youth feels valued. Offer youth a voice in activities undertaken as a family. Let youth pick out an activity and then join in without judgment. What workers can do. Model compromise for youth and caregivers. Youth will be more willing to compromise if they perceive the adults in their lives as compromising as well. As youth attempt to assert their independence by challenging existing boundaries like bedtime or allowance, effective compromising will become crucial to ensure that basic boundaries aimed at keeping teens safe, like curfew, are maintained. Positive family communication. This asset is present when caregivers and youth are able to communicate positively and the youth is comfortable seeking guidance from their caregiver. Youth who experience positive family communication, such as receiving praise, are better able to regulate their emotions, particularly their anger. What caregivers can do. Take time for communication and then spend the time conversing or engaging in joint activities. Youth will likely take time to open up and the first few attempts might not be successful. It is important to keep trying and engage in activities that are unstructured and based on what the youth enjoys doing. Establish ground rules for discussion for everyone in the family. 
These rules can include listening respectfully when others are speaking, not interrupting, and acknowledging others' opinions and feelings. Work through conflicts by patiently and actively listening to the youth's perspective without interrupting. Try not to criticize, judge, or correct the youth when they are attempting to express their feelings. Encourage them to be direct and constructive in describing their emotions. Modeling good listening behavior can encourage the youth to follow suit. If discussions become heated, take time apart in order to ensure both parties can calm down and reflect on the situation before continuing. Distinguish between the youth and the youth's behavior. Youth are still learning how to regulate their emotions and judge the consequences of their actions. Respond to the youth's actions by holding them accountable, but separate their mistakes from their identity. Where possible, offer a positive interpretation or lesson the youth can take away from any experience, whether good or bad. If a youth has difficulty sitting down to communicate with caregivers and exhibits restlessness when caregivers attempt to engage, try talking together while engaging in a physical activity such as hiking or playing catch to allow them to work off any pent-up energy. TV, video games, and computers might distract the youth and make conversation more difficult, and should be avoided when the aim is honest communication. In cases where youth answers questions in the same way every time, for example if you ask how was school and you always get the answer fine, change the way the conversation is approached in order to stimulate discussion. Caregivers can begin by talking about themselves, such as sharing some of their own feelings and frustrations in their work life, and allowing the youth to feel validated and potentially share some of their own experiences. What workers can do. Workers need to encourage and facilitate positive communication between caregivers and youth. Conversations should begin with innocuous topics, such as a favorite TV show or food or funny incidents at school, to establish a good pattern of communication for when tough conversations become necessary. Frequent family meals are an ideal time to foster good communication habits. Model genuine and honest communication with caregivers and youth. This will promote honest communication with the worker in return. Other adult relationships. Whether or not youth receive support from non-parent adults is an important factor in their social-emotional development. The support of adults who are not the primary caregivers can act as a protective factor that both decreases parental stress and the amount of parent-youth conflict. What caregivers can do. Introduce youth to members of the caregiver's extended family and friend group that can serve as positive role models to the youth. Get to know the other adults in the youth's life, such as coaches, teachers, tutors, and youth leaders, either informally by speaking with them when picking up the youth from activities, or more formally by inviting them to coffee or for dinner. What workers can do. Connect youth to extended family members that can form positive relationships with the youth. The contact does not have to be frequent, but it should be consistent and supportive. Caring Neighborhood. The quality of the community within which the youth resides is important for their development and safety. Communities that are invested in outcomes of youth have lower levels of drug use by youth compared to communities which do not take a prevention approach to youth issues. What caregivers can do. Engage in activities that will build a sense of community in the neighborhood. Model positive behavior for neighbors by learning and using the names of other youth living nearby. Where possible, offer your residence as a place where youth are welcome to hang out. Keep snacks on hand for this purpose. Interact with the youth's friends to show genuine interest. Caregivers can be proactive in building a sense of community in the neighborhood. For instance, try throwing a block party or barbecue where everyone brings what they can. 
If people are given the opportunity to socialize and learn about each other, important relationships can develop that can be a source of support and encouragement in the future, both for the youth and the caregiver. Caring School Climate Youth's development is promoted when their school environment is encouraging and supportive. Having a supportive school environment is associated with decreased risk of youth internalizing and externalizing behaviors, such as depression, delinquency, and alcohol use. What caregivers can do. Find out about the school that the youth attends. What resources does it offer students? What activities are available for students? Are there any resources that the youth might require which are not available? Based on the findings, advocate as necessary to ensure that the youth's learning needs are met by the school. What workers can do. Help caregivers advocate on behalf of themselves and the youth to ensure that the school has all the resources necessary to meet the students' needs. For instance, if the youth is interested in a club or activity that does not exist at the school yet, work with the youth, their caregiver, and the school to get that club started or find out if it exists in another organization, such as a community centre. This will show the youth that the worker is invested in creating a schooling environment that is supportive of their needs and development, and it will help the youth become more involved. Parent involvement in schooling. Youth with caregivers who are actively engaged in their schooling are more likely to be successful at school. Parent involvement in school does not solely refer to caregiver participation in school activities or committees, but also their active involvement in helping the youth succeed in school. What caregivers can do. Caregivers should introduce themselves to their youth's teacher and attend any open houses and parent nights. When possible, caregivers should also become involved in school activities, such as bake sales, sporting events, or chaperoning field trips. This will model active school involvement for the youth and allow the caregiver to meet other parents. Caregivers should make the effort to know when the youth's major assignments and tests are due and how prepared the youth feel for these assignments and tests. This will allow caregivers to offer support and resources before students submit an important assignment. Offer support to youth struggling with homework in a non-judgmental way. Remember that everyone has different strengths and difficulties, and remind youth of this when they become frustrated with school or homework. What workers can do. Contact the student's teacher to offer assistance. Build a relationship with the teacher so that both parties are aware of any concerns that might crop up. Have a list of resources ready for each school board in the area. Students might struggle with any subject area, and having a list of available tutors and other academic resources will be crucial, especially for older youth, as grades become more important in determining future educational opportunities. Empowerment. Youth are able to develop best when they are empowered to engage in their environment and develop their abilities to becoming contributing members of society. Community values youth. It is important for youth to be aware that the adults in their community value the youth as members of society. This could include having funding or resources devoted specifically to youth, having youth-friendly spaces in the community, and recognizing the important contributions of youth that they make to the community. Communities that have these characteristics report lower levels of youth drug use than unsupportive communities. What caregivers can do. Advocate for youth-friendly spaces to be created and maintained in the neighborhood. Safe spaces outside the home for youth to meet and socialize are important for their social development, their mental health, and their physical safety. What workers can do. Find community activities that the youth can engage in that are competitive as well as non-competitive. Youth need the opportunity to try many new things in order to learn new skills and also to learn that they can fail sometimes. Children seen as resources. 
Youth should be encouraged to be involved in the community. Increasing their community involvement increases their social support network and helps develop their social skills. What caregivers can do. Provide encouragement to the youth to become more involved in the community and to try new things. Give them the opportunity to try new things, to make mistakes, and to fail. Help them to learn from their mistakes so that they can build their confidence and try again. Provide youth with the opportunity to become involved at home. Give them chores appropriate to their age and provide constructive feedback as they master this task before assigning others. For instance, a preteen can be asked to set the table and provided with guidance on what the finished product looks like. If the preteen does a poor job, do not fix it yourself, but allow the preteen to try again. This signals the caregiver's belief in the preteen's competency to do the task, as well as to teach them a new skill. This message can be repeated with other more difficult tasks, and the youth can become empowered to put in their best effort, all while knowing the caregiver is there to provide support in achieving expectations. This feeling of empowerment will also flow into other tasks that the youth undertakes, including academics and extracurricular activities. Offer the youth opportunities to be a leader at home. For instance, let them select and organize a family activity or trip. Allow the youth to make mistakes. Mistakes are opportunities for learning and encouraging youth to do their best. What workers can do. Provide youth with opportunities to be involved in the child protection services as a youth leader. Ask for their feedback or input on the child protection process and the help they receive from the worker. Are there any areas where they feel unheard or ignored? Acknowledge their feedback and, where possible, incorporate their feedback into practice. Invite youth to speak at new worker training events and provide the youth perspective on child welfare services. Service to others. Youth's engagement in the community ensures that their time is spent in constructive ways while also building their skills and their sense of self-confidence. What caregivers can do. When possible, encourage the youth to assist others in their neighborhood without expecting a monetary reward. For instance, youth can rake leaves in the fall or shovel snow in the winter for elderly neighbors. Model altruistic behavior. Caregivers should model volunteerism to show youth how it is done, both formally through organizations such as the local library or the animal shelter, and informally through their everyday activities like helping an elderly person cross the street, giving spare change to a donation box, or selecting one or two canned goods to donate to the food bank when grocery shopping. Once youth learn how to help their communities from their caregivers, they can continue to do it on their own. What workers can do. Find out what community resources might be available to the caregiver or youth that they do not already know about. Perhaps the local senior center needs volunteers to drop in and socialize with residents, or the library needs someone to read to young children during story hour. Look for opportunities that match the youth's interests and give them a choice in which activities are selected. Safety. Children and youth need to feel safe in order to become confident, successful individuals. When youth feel safe, they are more likely to take the risks necessary to become fully functioning adults, including striving for post-secondary education, getting a challenging job, or moving to a new place. What caregivers can do. Provide structure to youth's before and after school time. Limit the amount of time that youth are left with nothing to do to prevent excessive screen time or the potential for youth to have friends over without the caregiver present. Since so much of the youth's time is spent on their phones, caregivers need to ensure that safety during internet use is discussed with the youth. Discuss that the use of internet filters is for protection from others, not because the youth is not trusted. Instruct youth to never give out personal information to anyone. 
to use nicknames or screen names on social media platforms, not their real names, and to never respond to mean or hurtful messages, and to never write any messages that they would not tell someone to their face. As well, teach youth to question what they see online. A lot of the information they will find could be misleading, and the people they might meet online could be misrepresenting themselves. Boundaries and expectations. Boundaries and expectations at home, at school, and in the community provide youth with a safety net to develop their skills and abilities. During the rapid growth of preteens to teens to young adults, these boundaries and expectations will have to grow and shift to reflect the youth's growing maturity and need for independence. Family boundaries. A lack of appropriate boundaries for youth increases their risk of exposure to violence, particularly in high-risk communities. On the other hand, too many boundaries and the youth will feel unable to learn the skills necessary to manage on their own as an adult. Setting boundaries is a balancing act that will shift as the youth develops. What caregivers can do. Say no when the situation calls for it and follow through. The development of many aspects of the youth's ability to deal with adversity, disappointment, and challenges is to know that they will not always get their way. Caregivers who give in to all of the youth's demands are not helping increase the youth's self-esteem, capacity to deal with disappointment, or positive social competencies. Teach, model, and practice the behavior expected of the youth. For instance, the caregiver should always inform the youth of their whereabouts, call the youth if they are running late, and do their best to stick to prearranged schedules. Caregivers should include youth in decisions about boundaries and expectations. Being flexible and responsive to the youth's needs is important. Youth will compare what occurs in the caregiver's household with their household of origin and their peers' households. Compromising and discussing will be important to ensure that the rules established are the rules that the youth will follow. Write the rules down and allow both parties to refer to them later if needed. Check to understand that the youth understands the agreed-upon rules. Learn about the family rules of the youth's friends. This will allow caregivers to be prepared when renegotiating rules or enforcing rules. While caregivers have to create an environment where youth can safely make mistakes, they must also ensure that they do not ignore those mistakes and that they differentiate between honest mistakes and the times when the youth neglects their responsibility. Honest mistakes can occur when the youth does something incorrectly due to lack of knowledge, for instance adding too much detergent to the laundry and ending up with a floor covered in suds, Neglecting responsibility occurs when they neglect to do an assigned task, for instance, not doing the laundry because they were out with friends. Respond to both situations appropriately by taking time to consider what consequences fit the situation, are enforceable, and can turn the mistake into a lesson. Taking time between the incident and the punishment will give both caregiver and youth time to reflect. In the case of honest mistakes, use them as a learning opportunity and a bonding moment of shared experience. For example, caregivers might share a mistake they made as a youth learning to do laundry. In the case of neglect of responsibility, caregivers will likely require a one-to-one conversation, reasserting what is expected of the youth and why, and taking away a privilege for a day or two if necessary. Ensure that consequences are consistent and fair. In a computerized age, family boundaries are not limited to the face-to-face interaction, but also must include the youth's screen time. While it is difficult to monitor all of a youth's screen time, caregivers can improve their ability to informally monitor internet use by keeping computers in living rooms as opposed to bedrooms. However, 
The rise of mobile devices has made it possible for youth to be online at any time, from anywhere. Therefore, caregivers need to have honest and open conversations with youth about online predators, cyberbullying, and other harmful internet use. Caregivers should model positive online behavior by keeping driving, meals, and family time screen-free. The American Academy of Pediatrics has developed a family media plan to help caregivers become more aware of their media use and to facilitate discussions with youth about screen time. A link to this website is included in the written version of this particle. What workers can do. Setting family boundaries can be fraught with tension and conflict. Workers should act as facilitators to help caregivers and youth share mutually acceptable boundaries and provide support to both parties to enforce boundaries and to change them when necessary. School boundaries. Schools have clear boundaries for students to follow. Caregivers can support youth in following these boundaries and enforcing the consequences of violating established boundaries. What caregivers can do. Youth will make mistakes. They will neglect to do their homework or fail a test. Provide them with an opportunity to improve rather than just assigning punishment. For instance, if a student has not done their homework, talk to them about what their ideas are for better time management and staying organized. Ask them to be the problem solvers for their mistakes while taking a supportive role in carrying out the plan that the student develops. Be prepared to offer assistance with organization, time management, and structure. The amount of assistance that will be required will depend on the youth, but all will require at least some assistance in these areas. Ensure that youth have a quiet space at home in which to complete their homework. It is not helpful to leave youth to decide for themselves whether to do their homework or not. Youth do not have the cognitive development necessary to consider the long-term consequences of their actions and will depend on their caregivers to continue pushing them to succeed. Provide additional support until youth are able and willing to perform academic tasks on their own. Designate a certain amount of time each day for homework. This will depend on the grade level of youth and their own abilities. If youth refuse or insist that there is no homework, confirm with teachers. Work with teachers on getting youth motivated to do their schoolwork. Do not get into emotional discussions wherein the youth accuses the caregiver of not trusting them or not understanding them. Caregivers should back up their arguments for designated homework time based on the student's grades, test scores, and teacher reports. This will help move the discussion from the emotional reaction towards what concrete steps can be taken to improve the student's grades. What workers can do. Provide support to teachers and caregivers in enforcing school boundaries. Facilitate discussions with teachers and youth in areas where there might be disagreement on grades or the effort made in class. Neighborhood boundaries. Youth's neighborhood provides them with the opportunity to practice their skills and abilities outside the more structured environments of home or school. As the saying, it takes a village to raise a child implies, it takes a neighborhood to ensure that youth are safe in the community. What caregivers can do. Socialize with neighbors. Having relationships with neighbors will help ensure that caregivers know who their neighbors are and that the neighbors know who is part of the caregiver's family. These relationships increase the sense of community and make it more likely that neighbors will look out for each other and for the youth. Having another set of eyes monitoring youth's behavior outside the home can help identify problem behavior as it begins to occur and offers an opportunity for early intervention. Adult Role Models The adults in the youth's life must model positive, responsible behavior. What caregivers can do. Model appropriate ways to meet others and interact in social situations. This can include social rules on eye contact, shaking hands, and making small talk. 
All of these skills will be fundamental as youth begin to establish social and professional networks, go to interviews, and begin employment. What workers can do. Model responsible behavior in working with the caregiver and youth. Always attend meetings on time or call if there is an unavoidable delay. Treat the youth with respect and patience. Youth will attempt to challenge boundaries in all areas of their lives, so it is important that all adults respond consistently in their expectations of the youth's behavior. Positive peer influences. Next to parents and caregivers, peers have the most impact on the youth's social development, including on criminal behavior and academic performance. What caregivers can do. Volunteer to drive the youth and their friends to activities. This will provide caregivers with the opportunity to meet the youth's friends and their parents. It will also provide caregivers with the chance to observe and listen to their youth's interaction with their peers and provides an opportunity to find out more about the youth's life outside of home. Make the home one that the youth and their friends will want to come to. Make the youth feel welcome, safe, and cared for, but expect the same behavior from the youth's friends that is expected from the youth. For example, no eating on the couch or no swearing. Greet the youth's friends by name and talk with them about how they and their families are doing before letting the youth disappear to a less supervised area of the home. Drop in unexpectedly with food or drinks to check in. These behaviors will show your youth and their friends that caregivers care about what they are doing and will allow caregivers to prevent get-togethers from becoming too rowdy. If order cannot be re-established, ask the youth's friends to leave with the caveat that they can come back when they are ready to respect the house rules. Get to know the parents of the youth's friends. This will provide caregivers with the opportunity to find out about the rules of other households and to help enforce each other's rules. This will become particularly important once youth begin to get their driving licenses, so enforcing driving rules and curfew times will become more challenging for caregivers to do alone. What workers can do. Talk with youth about their peer group. Know who their friends are and any concerns that they might have with their peer relationships. Youth might need advice on navigating complex social situations that they do not feel they can bring up in front of their caregivers. Be a non-judgmental active listener and remember that while youth's issues might seem small, for example, someone insulted the youth on social media, to the youth these are important issues and must be treated as such. High expectations. Youth's development is impacted by what adults expect of them. Low expectations can result in youth that do the minimum in school and at home, whereas overly high expectations can cause undue stress. A balance must occur between the youth's abilities and the expectations of caregivers and workers that the youth do well in life. What caregivers can do. Set high expectations for youth. Be clear about what is expected from the youth academically and why these expectations exist. Be specific when referring to the youth's many talents and abilities. Be careful that the expectations are not so high that they set the youth up to fail, which would be damaging to their self-esteem and cause them to stop trying. Do not expect too much too soon, but also be careful about expecting too little. This can make the youth feel unsupported and that they lack the competency to achieve anything worthwhile. Rather, base expectations on their present skill set and their goals for the future. High levels of frustration by youth might signal that the caregiver's expectations are too high, and a lack of effort by the youth might signal that the caregiver's expectations are not high enough. Communicate with sensitivity in both situations and remind youth of their prior successes. Ask the youth to identify their own personal expectations. 
Build these into the high expectations and work with the youth to consider some of the specific steps that might need to be undertaken to achieve the goals. What workers can do. Help caregivers navigate the balancing act between expecting too much and expecting too little. As someone who knows the youth's family history and context, the worker can offer additional insight into why the youth might be frustrated with the caregiver's expectations or refusing to engage in these expectations. Reassure youth of their abilities and their prior successes as a first step towards achieving high expectations. Work with youth to develop workable goals and steps towards achieving their own long-term expectations, whether academic or occupational. Constructive use of time. The way that youth spend their time and the activities they engage in determine what skills they learn and how they develop. Time is spent constructively if it incorporates a mix of structured and unstructured activities, both within the home and in the wider community. Creative activities and child and youth programs. Caregivers and workers should work with the youth to find structured programs and unstructured activities that appeal to the individual interests. Group activities can increase youth social skill development, build their social connections, and decrease the amount of time they might spend alone. Youth participating in structured group activities report higher levels of self-esteem and well-being. What caregivers can do. Be sensitive to whether the youth is interested in competitive or non-competitive activities. Signing the youth up for activities that they are not interested in will prevent them from engaging meaningfully in the activity. Various non-competitive physical activities exist, such as skateboarding, yoga, biking, or hiking, which might be more appealing to some youth. Youth should experience both physical and non-physical activities in a group setting to allow them to develop their social competencies while promoting their physical fitness. For shy youth, possible non-physical group activities include photography, scrapbooking, birdwatching, and art classes. What workers can do. Help caregivers find where in the community the youth can engage in the activities or programs that they have selected. Ensure that youth have transportation to and from extracurricular activities. Caregivers with multiple children and youth might struggle managing all the transportation requirements. Work with the caregiver to arrange carpools where appropriate or other volunteer drivers. Talk with the youth about the programs and activities they are signed up for. The youth might be hesitant to tell caregivers if they dislike an activity for fear of hurting the caregiver's feelings. Facilitate discussions between the youth and the caregiver so that everyone is comfortable with the selected activities. Religious community. Youth participating in their religious communities report higher levels of well-being and academic achievement compared to youth who are disconnected from their religious communities. What caregivers can do. Support the youth in developing their religious or spiritual identity, even if it differs from what is practiced by the rest of the family. Allow the youth to practice their religion in the way that they wish. While caregivers can offer the youth the opportunity to visit the caregiver's place of worship, do not be offended or judge the youth for refusing. Discuss with youth the similarities and differences between different beliefs in a non-judgmental way. The positive impacts of religion are limited if the youth's identity is non-congruent with the religious teachings. For example, LGBTQ youth might experience higher levels of depression or emotional distress from religious participation due to homophobia in many of the dominant religious ideologies. Religious identity conflict increases youth's risk of suicide, as does separation from the religion of origin. Youth who choose to separate from their religion of origin will require additional support from caregivers. In some cases, formal support, such as therapeutic counseling, might be required to help the risk work through their religious LGBTQ identity conflicts.
what workers can do. Ensure that youth are offered a connection to the religious or cultural community of their origin. Some youth might wish to explore alternative spiritual options, in which case they should be given the opportunity to do so. However, the option to practice the religion of their family of origin should always be available to them. This might necessitate arranging for transportation on weekends, evenings, and religious holidays to and from the place of worship. Discuss with the youth that their religious or spiritual needs are being met by their caregivers and their religious community. Act as a liaison for the youth if there are issues with either. Time at home. While time at school and in after-school activities actively develops youth skills, time at home gives the opportunity to support skill development and a chance for youth to relax and rest. What caregivers can do. Relax with the youth. This might include something simple such as watching a TV show together and talking about the plot, or reading together. However, while some screen time can be relaxing, it should not take up the majority of the time a youth spends after school. Limit the number of hours spent in front of screens. Enforcing this rule will be easier if youth are not allowed to have a TV or computer in their bedrooms. Ensure youth have finished their homework before being allowed in front of a screen for non-academic purposes. Set a lights-out time for youth and enforce it consistently. Youth need their sleep in order to be productive at school. For youth who are particularly attached to their cell phones, having a no-cell-phones-in-the-bedroom policy might be necessary to ensure that they are getting a full night of uninterrupted sleep and not checking their phone throughout the night. Conclusions Early intervention and asset development is key. Intervening when issues first arise will prevent bigger problems from emerging later in the youth's development. Assets cannot develop without the deliberate effort of caregivers, workers, and the community within which the youth live. Child welfare organizations, such as legal guardianship of youth living in out-of-home care, must ensure that the supports and programs necessary to stimulate youth development are available and accessible to youth and their caregivers. Child welfare workers must then connect youth and caregivers to the available resources and activities. Promoting youth development cannot be undertaken solely by any one individual, but should be part of the standard practice of every profession and organization working with youth. Caregivers and workers should conduct frequent and formal assessment of the youth's external assets. Issues with family members, academics, or extracurricular activities can occur at any time, and without immediate intervention, they can negatively impact the youth's development. Caregivers and workers need to have frequent conversations with youth, to informally determine whether youth have the assets necessary to achieve their full potential and any gaps should be addressed promptly. You have been listening to the Parkcast series, episode 48, part 2, Developmental Assets of Children and Youth, aged 10 and over, External Assets. The Parkcast series is produced by Practice and Research Together, a membership-based organization that promotes the understanding of use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information, please visit www.parkcanada.org.